Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Seek the New Podcast with me, your host, Alexa. With a very special guest today, my husband, Joshua. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited you could be here. Are you excited? Yes, I am. I've been thinking about it all day. You guys can't tell this right now, but he, his cheeks are redder than normal, are redder than usual, and he is he is right now smiling from ear to ear. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be so funny because obviously I'm new to this, as you guys know. But Joshua, I don't think you've ever done anything remotely similar to this with a lot of people no. like hearing you. Like at church, he does speak and he like prays allowed, but I don't think you've done this where potentially thousands and millions of people can hear you one day, right? Yeah, definitely not. I'm actually about to start doing the announcements at church in front of like, you know, several hundred people right in front of me. So there's actually nobody in front of us right now. So this is probably a good good place to start. <laughs> oh yeah, this is definitely good practice. So for those who watched the last episode, you know that we are here to talk about our trip to Charleston Joshua and I, well, Josh proposed to me on June the 12th of 2022. It was, it was a huge surprise, actually. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, I think you saw it, maybe saw it coming, but it was supposed to be a surprise. And if you didn't, if you really didn't know that I was going to do it, then it was pretty well executed because I had our family and friends all there. And oh, yeah. you don't know anything about cars, so you didn't recognize any of our family or friends' cars parked just like yards away from where we were standing. So that worked out. Okay. I know our family's cars, but he did set it up where they were well hidden. And I will say, I did not know I was getting proposed to that specific day. Funny story. We went, and that's what we're talking about, to Charleston to celebrate our proposal anniversary. And the day before we got engaged, we were in Charleston. And I'm going to be honest, I did not know I was getting proposed to that Sunday, but that Saturday while we were in Charleston, do you remember I wore like white and blue? Because I was for sure I was going to get proposed to. And we went home that night and let's just say I didn't get proposed to and I was a little sad. I was I was a little sad, right? Well, all of our friends and family couldn't be there in Charleston and I wanted them to be there for the proposal, but in an also private way. So we got to be private. Yeah but also be around everybody and everyone got to experience it too, just from a distance until after we, after I got up off my knee, then everyone got out of their cars and like showed that they were hiding there the whole time. And Alexa had no Mm -hmm. idea according to you. Yeah. And that was really special to me because I had told Josh, I wanted our proposal to be really intimate. And I said, I didn't want any of my family there. But Joshua wanted the family there, so I'm really glad that he was able to, you know, incorporate both of what, you know, we what we wanted for that experience. And I was so excited when my family did come out of the cars because I was crying, and it was just something that was so beautiful to experience with them. Um, so that was really great. And since we're on it, I didn't know, and I'm still reiterating this, because I did not know that I was getting proposed to, but... That morning, the morning I got proposed to literally feels like yesterday. First of all, can't believe it was a year. Can you? 
No. Because that was the fastest year ever, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, we we planned our wedding in two and a half months. So I just feel like that entire journey was really, really short for us. But it was great because we didn't want it to be long. But that morning, my little sister, Gracie, comes up to me. And there was a dress that I wanted to wear. I was already upset because I was thinking I did not get proposed to in Charleston. It's Joshua and I's favorite place. We'll get back to that later. And Gracie was like, Alexa, just wear what you want to wear. Just risk it. Just trust me. Just risk it. And I didn't know what she meant. I'm thinking, oh, this is just a 10-year-old girl talking to me. Um, But she had bigger plans for me. So thank you, Gracie, for kind of influencing me to wear that dress when you knew all along I was getting proposed to. (laughs) So, So, yeah, back to why we are really here. So the whole podcast is based on what God wants for our lives, things that we find that are new, things that we rediscover that are old, and really how it aligns with His Word while we are enjoying the life that He gave us, like He wants us to. He wants us to have a you know, a rich and satisfying life. And I'll continue to say that throughout this entire podcast journey because it's just so fitting and it's something that it's easy to forget. So we'll start from that morning because we did only go for a day trip. So Joshua, how was that morning for you? It was a late start. It was. For sure. It was. Joshua, we always leave early for Charleston. And I mean like... Still dark. Yeah. When we first started going, I believe we left at like 6 o'clock. Or before that, probably. Maybe 5.45. We were just so excited to get there, especially because the first time we ever went, I drove. And I listened to the Bridgerton musical playlist the entire way there. And he woke up right as we were getting to the meeting place, the visiting center. And what were you thinking in that moment? When we first got there? Yeah. I don't know. I was pro- I was probably thinking something negative because I just never wanted to leave, <laughs> and I was just, um, I don't know, thinking about, you know, how your car was probably, yeah, you know, I didn't want your car to break down, and I was thinking like, I don't know, just excited to be somewhere new for sure because I had never done that, but just also just <laughs> worrying about the the role I have to play when it's just the two of us and we're far from home. Everywhere I've been, it's either with my family or with the church. Um, so I've been to like Oklahoma, I've been to St. Louis, I've been to Tennessee. So I've been mm-hmm. a little bit. We've been to a, a lot of those places. A little together. bit ar- around, yeah. But it's just been with the church, so it's like a large group, mm-hmm. and I'm not responsible for anyone. Matter of fact, everywhere that I've gone, for the most part, it was in the time of my life when other people were <laughs> responsible for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wasn't responsible for you know my own wife like mm-hmm. I am now. Mm-hmm. I my mom, she would take me and my sister pretty regularly. Um and that was just something I was so used to. So I remember even like suggesting Josh, we need to take a day trip. I remember one day we took a day trip to the beach and you just thought that was so bizarre. Like why are we going to go to the beach, get in the ocean and then get in the car and come back home while being dirty? Was this Ocean Isle? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Didn't my mom not know about that either? No, they didn't. But let's also say that this was the past. So, no, it was not the best idea to not tell your parents. Yeah, so if she's listening to that, we took a little day trip to the beach. Yeah, so Josh's parents, uh, that was something you didn't know. We didn't, it wasn't like we were like keeping it from you because, 
We just wanted to be rebellious. My mom knew about it, but we just didn't think Josh would be able to go. <laughs> yeah, so, but we survived, moms. This time around, Joshua, we woke up at six o'clock. And I remember Josh getting up and rolling out of the bed, and he's like, oh my gosh, like we have to get up and go. By the time we got up, I was laying around in the bed. Also, let me say this the night before, I was recording the last podcast episode until about 12 o'clock, like 12 a.m. And I remember that night, Josh was like, you know, babe, we're going to be in Charleston in the morning. We have to be up bright and early. And I was like, oh, of course we will be. Mm, we weren't. And I was getting ready late. I was the last one getting ready this time. Surprisingly, Josh is always the last one getting ready most of the time, right? You agree with that? Uh, probably. I take a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. I'm indecisive with the things I wear. Oh, yes, he is. Even if I'm like wearing like shorts. And like a t-shirt. Yeah. It's like, what socks do I wear? I love to dress nice. I love fashion. But apparently for guys, it's pretty important to have different color socks and a lot of like formal socks, right? Yeah, I have a ton of dress socks depending on the color of pant I'm wearing, the color of shoe I'm wearing, and pretty much that's it. That's what it depends on. Yeah. So really the exact same thing was for me in reverse that morning because... I could not find anything to wear. And Josh was like, what are you going to wear? And I was like, oh, I, I already know what I'm wearing. Well, ladies, you'll understand this. You have an outfit planned in your head, and you know it's going to look good. And then you try it on, and it looks completely different, like really horrendous. And that's how it was for me that morning. Like, it did not color coordinate at all. So I changed that outfit. I got out the door, and it was literally like 8 o'clock. I like to be on the road pretty early, and we have this routine of stopping to get like a biscuit or something. Yeah, and we and didn't stop and get biscuits. No, because it was already late. Like we just kind of, we were thinking probably more about lunch than anything else. Mm -hmm. So that's something that Josh and I do. Whenever we go to Charleston, we will always stop to get a QT sausage, egg, and cheese. <laughs> sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. QT the gas station. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like our little tradition we have going to Charleston. If we get a QT biscuit without going to Charleston, we're always like, Aw, why didn't we go to Charleston? <laughs> There's someone that's going to listen to this and and think like, ew. Like they're eating, they eat gas station food on the morning of their special trip. Let me tell you this. QT has some of the best biscuits I've ever yeah. tried. Fast forward to us actually getting in Charleston. It was a beautiful day. It was like so gorgeous. It was, wait. Well, it okay. was hot. Okay, it was very hot, but the sun was shining. I That's think it was about to you. It was 85 degrees. The sun was shining. <laughs> the sun was shining. It was not humid at all. It was not humid. It was very it was a good dry heat. And I'm a person I love the sauna. So it it was just wonderful. I I really enjoyed walking around. I got me a good tan. Josh, you got a little tan too. I noticed that a little bit on my forehead. Yeah. I did. But also we were outside like all day. The, well, the rest of the weekend, too. So Yeah, that's true. We've been getting sun this entire weekend. Um, but we got there. It was a gorgeous day. Splendid, in fact. So we went to the parking lot, and we kind of got out of the car, and it was so funny. Because, well, Joshua definitely saw something new as soon as we got out of the car. Because as many times as as we've been to Charleston, he got out of the car, and he says, Has that building already, like, always been burnt down? Yeah, and, yeah. Well, go, right why out, don't you go ahead and tell them that? It was right outside the parking deck, 
and we leave in that direction. Mm-hmm. So when we walked around the corner, I was like, oh my gosh. And then you made fun of me. I didn't make fun of you. I, th- I just love that you cared a lot about the building and you kind of were c- concerned if it caught on fire <laughs> within the last time we were there, which has been about mm, maybe a month and a half ago. Immediately when we get there, we walk on King Street, but we took a different route. Why don't you go ahead and do them a shout out for the fellas who are in the area there? Yeah, so they're the most like knowledgeable people in Charleston about like all things like suiting and menswear. Mm-hmm. Um, really the good. Shaw's, 319 Men by Shaw, and they're on Meeting Street. And they're our friends since we first walked in. Um, they're just very cool guys. It's father and son. Uh, Tim and Timothy Jr. And yeah, they're great. And so I actually had done a custom belt for Timothy and he was very happy with it. But if anybody that is ever in the area needs anything regarding suiting and menswear, you got to go 319 Men by Shaw. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy. Google 319, 319 Men, and it'll take you straight there on Meeting Street. We went there, they weren't in yet, and so we went back to our typical routine where we started our walk down King Street. And yeah, we had to make our reservation. Oh, yeah. So I booked, keep in mind we left later, I booked a lunch at 12, 12.45 at three different places. If you are a waitress or whoever handles reservation, then you probably don't like me because I'm the one who typically will make five reservations and I'll get a text saying, please confirm. Well, I can't confirm because honestly, Joshua and I are both, as he already said, indecisive and we can't decide where we want to eat sometimes until the day of. And so we'll decide between the five reservations that I booked and then I'll get a text confirmation saying, your reservation has been canceled. So Joshua and I, we had a reservation at like Magnolia's 82 Queen, which is where we typically go. Very delicious restaurant. If anybody is ever in the Charleston area, I truly love it. Um, We had one at Fleetwood's Landing, I'm pretty sure. But we ended up eating at Eli's Table and it was really, really good, wasn't it? Yes. It was really good. And that's the first place I actually took you. Yeah. The first time we were in Charleston, we got there. And we went to Eli's table and had fried green tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And I had like a pimento cheese sandwich or something like that. Mm -hmm. And this time I got this burger with an over easy egg on it, which is amazing. Yeah. And yeah, it was good. You have to add the over easy egg. I got the, whoever our waitress was, she was a really sweet girl. And she told me that I should try the avocado, like bacon sandwich it was so good i'm so glad that i listened to her and she got her eggs medium what is it called i don't know what it's called with eggs i just know scrambled and over easy yeah i think it's scrambled no it was over medium Mm. or something oh yeah it's like over medium i never had an over medium egg i don't like to my knowledge i've never asked for an over medium egg but it was really really good like it wasn't too runny it was just right the avocado was perfect the bread was perfect Um, And it was a wonderful time. One thing I did notice there when we went this time around is Joshua and I, we typically go to a lot of the art museums in Charleston. And I think you really enjoy those too, right? Yeah. I mean, they have a lot. We we never buy anything because, well, it's like (laughs) $32,000 of paintings, which one day we have said 
one day when we can just afford it, we would love to do, you know, just buy a painting. Yeah, support an artist and mm-hmm. put something we really like in our home. Yeah. Uh, one day. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Today the... or tomorrow. Those are not those days. Yeah. <laughs> but we went in there and one thing we noticed is that all of the paintings on the wall there is like it's able to be sold. Yeah. It's not just decor. It's um, mm-hmm. like a little mini gallery in the restaurant. All the, all the, what you think is decor decor yeah. when you look at it it has a little tag under it. it's all for sale and they're also um pretty they're they're high-end <laughs> well these they weren't as high-end like some of the art museum we've been to in charleston have had paintings up to probably like seventy five thousand dollars. i think mm-hmm. that's the highest i've seen these only started at 5200 yeah the so, one at our table was yeah around six thousand so we ended up having a really really delicious lunch and after that, we go shopping. Yeah, and shopping on King Street is always like really high volume, really fast pace, a lot of different people, uh, just lots of diverse traffic. And that's literally our experience. I mean, we don't ever see anybody the same there in Charleston because I feel like in that area, everyone is there for the same reason as us. Like they're just going to shop and check it out and they may not even be charleston locals i don't know i could be way off but just how much different traffic they get there that's why we've talked about Mm -hmm. like wanting to have a storefront there if we ever did get into having a retail space it would be so cool because there's so much foot traffic and that would be definitely to the benefit of a of a retail store like that Mm -hmm. we are to the benefit because we literally go shop how many different places do we go there for? Yeah. A, a lot of the places I don't even think we would typically be interested in. There's just something that draws you in with it being on King Street. And sure, it's probably just the hype around, oh, you're shopping on King Street. It's like if you're, you know, in Los Angeles and you're going to Rodeo, even if you can't afford what's in Rodeo, you're going to want to go shop in Rodeo because... Everybody shops in Rodeo. That's kind of how it is for King Street. Um, and, I mean, it really is it, it is. it is something to experience. If you've never been to Charleston, you just have to go down King Street. Um, they have a Love Shack Fancy there, which is one of my favorite stores. It is so beautiful. Um, I do prefer the one in New York better. Just going to say that, and I'm not going to explain why. But I prefer the one in New York better. <laughs> um But as Joshua was saying, with our leather business, Charleston is also just a place where there are so many people who are already established, like older people, and they don't honestly care about spending three, four, five thousand dollars on a leather bag. So they really have our target audience in every aspect, don't you think? For sure. And that's where I've always wanted to be since you showed me Charleston. I was like, wow, this would be good for business. Mm-hmm. We also want to live there one day, and we do have a dream house um, that we found. If anybody wants to send us $3.5 million, <laughs> please go ahead, contact me, and probably just send it into the subscription for my podcast. Or, this will be a good time to say, why don't you share? Share my podcast, Seek the New, with your host, Alexa. Give this a five-star rating, and maybe we will be able to afford that $3.5 million house in Charleston. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we did our char- we did our Charleston King Street shopping. Um, 
we went into places. We did go into a lot of the regular places. J. Crew, Anthropology. Where else did we go? I always, I always stop at like Tacovas, but this time I actually didn't. I don't remember why we were rushing past it or something. Yeah, why did we? Well, we did. Okay, well, our plans. That's that's probably why because we did um, want to do more when we were here this time around since we were just there for a day. So that was the reason why we didn't go in everywhere we wanted. Um, but we did go in. Did I say Francesca's? Yes. Oh, okay. Francesca's is one of those places I love to go in because I think they have a really awesome soundtrack. Like every time I'm in a Francesca's, I always find a new song that I love. <laughs> but this time they really, they failed me because I didn't find a new song, nor did I find a pair of cheap sunglasses because the sun was shining so bright and my sunglasses were in my mother's car and there were so many people around the sunglass line. And then even when I did get in there, I did not find anything. So that was kind of bad about it <laughs> we also always go to h&m because i love the h&m in charleston because the men's side is always so big compared to every other h&m mm-hmm. but we that's another one we just didn't well, I didn't even see it this time around. well really i can't remember the last time you've shopped at h&m i can't i know i personally don't buy anything from h&m anymore if i do it has to be a really good piece that freddie flossy by freddie um freddie my love on youtube has recommended um, and if not, I won't go because I feel like the quality over time has gotten worse. And every time we wash it, especially for the men's clothing, it shrinks a t- like a good two sizes. So we've been looking a lot into J. Crew. Um, I think that's where we both really love to shop now. And if not J. Crew, then I'm shopping online. Online shopping is really my jam. Um, we went to the farmer's market. We go there all the time. And... Did we buy anything? We didn't buy anything there, but we did find paintings that we loved. And we said we would go back and get those $5 paintings, and we didn't. Yeah, I just remember that oh. as you were saying this. Aw. I was going to say, we almost bought some, and then I was like, oh my gosh, we were going to. We didn't. So in the farmer's market, they actually had, we're still um, decorating our home. They had $5 paintings of Charleston, and we already have a pretty decent-sized Charleston collage on our wall. And we were going to get those photos to add to it. But Joshua and I said, okay, we can buy these or we can wait to see if we find some with frames that we really love more. And we did not. We've totally forgot to go back and get those. We actually may be going again this weekend. So if we go, we'll get them then. And if not, we'll get them later on. You know why we didn't go back? Why? We got distracted. Oh, yes. And we went to go to the candy store. Oh, my goodness. Where the candy was like $17 a pound. <laughs> it is $16.95 a pound, but I'm telling you, if you want good sour gummies, I told Josh, I literally, as we were eating it, walking around, I said, sour gummies, it's my new love language. I don't even know what the place is called. I just know where it is. And every time we go there, I mean, they have fudge, ice cream, they have everything you can want. And they just have the best candy selection ever yeah and with all the candy that we ate there it was a good thing that we walked as much as we did we walked for miles which Mm -hmm. we do every time we're in charleston and it was uh definitely always like a sore experience afterwards we never notice it but then at the end of the day we're like wow we literally walked from where we parked when we first got there to the restaurant 
to everywhere to that we water. go the whole day. Yeah. We, yeah. we were literally just on foot like we were hiking. And which I've learned from doing that the first couple of times that what you wear on your feet is so very important because the first few times that I wore like like a, a very pair of yeah, I was wearing nice like a loafers. like a leather sole. Yeah. Yeah, a pair of uh loafers and I was like, dude, this is this is horrible. Mm-hmm. And my feet were so uncomfortable. And so this time around I wore something for walking. And go ahead and tell them what you wore. I wore my my own clouds. <laughs> They're okay. the best. Josh wore his own clouds. And let me just go ahead and say this for anybody who is going to go to Charleston soon. If you are living in Charleston, maybe you just moved there. I don't even live in Charleston. And I just feel this is something that you have to have. It's on clouds. Because on clouds is the shoe that everyone is wearing um, while they're walking. I see that shoe. Prop- How many pairs did you see? Oh, that's on everybody's feet. On everyone's feet. I think I probably saw 50 pair. That's like, actually how you blend in in Charleston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you don't want to look like a tourist, just wear a pair of own clouts. And don't don't try to dress too hard. So you can throw on a, like a sweatshirt, maybe some nice leggings, and just a pair of own clouts. And people are going to be like, oh, hi, do you stay right down the street? Like, <laughs> like they're going to literally think that you live there. I, however, I do the opposite. And I do this a lot of places we go. I do like to dress, um, especially if we're going out. I love to wear my pink. So I had on a pair of white shorts and a pink tank top and some um, little white sandals that I have. And I have very flat feet. So my feet were really, really sore because I'm walking all around. And I think we did over 13,000 steps. So after we went there, we did our walking literally everywhere else and that's most of what we do we do a lot of window shopping and then around that time we did end up going to meet timothy again to give him his belt and we were about to go on our way home until it was about five o'clock we decided to take a spontaneous trip to the beach what beach was it sullivan's island sullivan's island Mm -hmm. now what's folly it's folly's beach is that close to what we went to or no? No. You know? uh, Follies Beach is really close okay. to Charleston. I'm For not... some reason, that's what I thought we went to. But mm-hmm. no, no, it was called Sullivan's Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Sullivan's Island is... Well, what it, whichever it was, it was amazing. It was super nice. I had never been... We have never been... Well, I have never been, actually. Yeah, you have. You've never been. I've, I've never been. been to the beach in Charleston for all the times we would go. We used to go like... We used to go to Charleston like literally every month, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And... I had never gone to the beach, and it, which, I mean, it's, like, coastal, so, like, I should have, mm-hmm. but I never did, and this was the first time at a Charleston beach, and the only other beaches I've ever been to was, like, Myrtle Beach and, like, Hilton Head, yeah. and then I, we went to South Padre Island in Texas, and they all had, like, a similar feel, but this beach was so different yeah it looked so different and it was like dominated by the wildlife yeah oh my gosh we saw like not even exaggerating probably 48 jellyfish more and crabs oh crabs okay like just walking through the sand like we almost stepped on several Mm -hmm. and it was like that's obviously their territory Compared to like Myrtle Beach, Mm -hmm. there's like nothing alive there anymore because of the thousands of people that come through there and they just (laughs) like dominate the space. Well, also, 
what I thought was so interesting is that when you pull into the beach parking of Sullivan's Island, at least the part we parked at, there's a massive sign that says no swimming, dangerous currents, fine is like $2,000. Like it was pretty outrageous. And you look in the water and everyone is swimming. And I look at Josh and I'm like, first of all, I'm pretty terrified of ever getting in this water calf deep, knee length, definitely hip length, because I'm standing here with my feet and I literally see a jellyfish roll up on the sand. And not only that, but there are crabs. So I can't imagine how how many people have gotten stung or at least like pinched by a crab there. In that particular beach, I personally would not get in the water. Oh, I would never. It was one of those like get your feet wet. When, mm-hmm. the, when, you know, the wave kind of comes just right up to your ankle mm-hmm. and just enjoy the scenery yeah. because it was beautiful. Also the rocks. Yeah, the rocks were like all up. So, I mean, there was no like, it's not like a nice flat sand where you can just walk straight in. Mm-hmm. There's like all these jagged rocks sticking up out of the water. and It, which it almost, almost looked like a pier. It honestly <laughs> made rock. it look so much cooler. Yeah, I did. But it was just all the more reason why you sh- probably should have stayed out of the water and listened to the signs but obviously people didn't obey it um but what i will say as well is that we're not gonna lie the beach is really beautiful but the water don't go there expecting very nice water because it was just as murky and brown and nasty as myrtle beach if not maybe a little worse okay i don't want to think it was worse but it was definitely like that same dark brown was not blue was not even a a light tint of blue. And so that's why it was even more scary because if there's jellyfish in here, there's something that's trying to eat those jellyfish. And then if there's something that's trying to eat those jellyfish, there's something that's trying to eat what animal is eating those jellyfish. And I was telling Josh, I was like, can we touch the like the top parts of them? That's not the stingers. And Josh was like, we weren't even going to try. Yeah. Don't even risk it. And then Mm -hmm. we're walking in this like 10-year-old boy just comes and just picks one right oh, up. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. It's like the size of his head, and he just grabs it fearlessly. And I was like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm like tiptoeing around these mm-hmm. things. I don't want to touch it. But Also, his mom was fishing right there near where everybody's swimming. Yeah, they they obviously were, were natives yeah. there yeah. to Charleston. And they definitely weren't afraid of anything. Um, but really quick, why don't you tell them what we were doing? Where? At the beach. When we noticed that boy picking up the the jellyfish, we were shooting a video of you. Yes, what were we shooting? Uh, a video of you singing the Little Mermaid song that I don't know. Babe, you went. Josh went and saw the new Little Mermaid movie right, with but me. But I don't know the title of the songs. I just... Part of your world. I'm sitting like I'm standing beside this rock, touching it, reaching out into the distance like I'm a mermaid, and I just didn't want people to be like, "What is she doing?" But in the end, I ended up recording that video probably eight times. So they kind of got used to me being there, and it was a great time. And I just want to say this. Josh and I, we did this beautiful walk on the beach. It was so gorgeous. The weather was warm. And as we're there, I'm just thinking about the goodness of God, which is something that I think we see, um, or we should see, as I've said before. I'm standing out there with my husband. This is the first time he has been to the beach at Charleston. Um, we we're celebrating our proposal anniversary. One year ago, you had I'm asked just me to. So thankful for the year mm-hmm. 
that it flew by. Oh, it flew by. But we, you know, it's hard to believe, but it's been a year. But this past year, we've been safe and healthy and mm-hmm. all those things were kind of sinking in like on the beach there. And we just kind of were, you know, enjoying that moment. Mm-hmm. The three of us, me, you and God. Yeah, it was so gorgeous. And while we were on the beach, there's a scripture that I'm going to just reference right now. And it's Psalms 139 and 17. And it says, my thoughts towards you are as countless as the sand on the seashore. And as you're walking across the beach, I don't think you guys understand that there is also sand that's not even on the seashore. We're walking back to the beach and even like in the parking lot on the road as we were headed back home. That's all sand that belongs to the seashore. Yeah. You know, it's all sand. And that's something, I mean, I still, we, I can't wrap my, my mind around that, my head around it, because to me, I'm not like, I'm not supposed to understand that. I physically can't understand, um, those thoughts that God has for me, but I just want you all to know, even in moments like that, when you go to the beach, know that all of those itty bitty tiny pieces of sand that gets trapped under the toenails in between your toes. Josh and I were at the car and we're literally trying to get all the sand off of our feet and not all of it came off. Some of it is in the car now, still on the side of the door. (laughs) And I'm just like, whenever we think about ourselves and we think, okay, am I worth it? Like, like, am I beautiful? Am I smart? What is, what is good about me? You know, why am I here? Just know that the Lord literally has endless thoughts about you. Like you're the most precious gift that he has. We are all made in his image. Um, and when Jesus, as I said, in the first part, when he looked at what he had made, he said it was very good. And you, my friend, are very good. And you are um, beautifully made by God. And his thoughts for you are beautiful as well. And so that's something that I thought was really just sweet. Because you go to the beach, that's, that's a scripture that I haven't really thought about in a while. But when you're on the beach and you're walking around and you're just like, wow, I really do mean everything to the Lord. He really wants the best for me in my life. That's so beautiful to remember. And it's a good thing to remember at the beach too when you're like enjoying the like the beauty that is the beach and the ocean and everything that comes with it. And, you know, like people think about like all the sun setting on the ocean and you see the, these crazy looking clouds and the ocean is just making the perfect sound and it's so beautiful. And that's all God's creation. But like we mm-hmm. were the better creation. Like, yeah, we're his most we're, precious creation. Yeah, we're made. more precious than that. Mm-hmm. And that's like pretty darn beautiful like the beaches yeah and so if we're more than that than that that says a lot and so sometimes we don't really even see that in ourselves but it's the truth whether we want to see it or whether we do or not Mm -hmm. it's just something we have to start seeing and realizing Mm -hmm. and even if you and even if you don't see it then change that perspective of how even if i don't see it in myself i know that the lord already sees me this way So I'm going to trust what he says about me. I'm going to trust what he thinks about me. The stuff I don't even know. I know that the Lord has these thoughts towards me. And he is there for me. 
And no matter what I do, his mercies are new every single morning for me. Every single morning, every time the sun sets and the sun rises, his mercies are new for us. No matter what we do, um, he's there to give that forgiveness. Ending on how we were at the beach and not only were we enjoying that with each other, celebrating that one year, but just knowing that in every moment we can literally see the Lord. There's something that we can think about. I'm looking at the sand and there's literally a scripture that describes the sand and the thoughts the Lord has for me. So that's something I just wanted to say. So as we're about to leave this podcast, what, do you, what would you like to say, Josh? How was your first time on the podcast? It was great. Thank you so much. I want to say thank you and congratulations to you, thank my you. love. Thank you. For this leap of faith you've taken with this podcast, which mm-hmm. is the first um, episode right, that I was not on, was great, very easy to listen to, um, very applicable, mm-hmm. it was very good. Thank you for having me and thinking highly enough of me of course. To, have, to have me on here and trust me to, to speak with you. Thank you for being here. I don't know if you really want it to be here, but thank you for being here. I love you. Um, I'm so excited he could join. I also think just taking the time to not kind of be in a place where I was just like, okay, I have this next topic. I have to get on it like right now. And this was more of just a fun episode I was able to share with my husband. And that's so incredibly, um, that's just so sweet to me. And I'm so glad I could share this with you, especially in the early days, because you know, when I get famous from this podcast, I'm probably going to be a little busy with other company. Um, I'll still have you on. You're going to be too good for me. No, Mm, I'm not going to, no, (laughs) never going to be too good for you. The podcast is going to be too good for you. But um <laughs> and we want to say a big thank you to our sponsor oh. <laughs> um Serna Bespoke leather bag company. Oh, okay. So visit com for any of your bag, luggage, briefcase, handbag, belt needs, all the mm-hmm. all the medium to large size leather goods. Um, they've partnered with us. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, so. we'll go ahead and give you actually a 10%, 10% off discount too. We're going to give you guys a 10% off discount for listening to this, this podcast. This is like off the fly. And I'm going to go ahead and say yeah, 20. What? <laughs> okay, you guys. This so is getting do, big. <laughs> do, and we're literally going to make it right now before yep. uh, this podcast even goes up. But we'll do podcast. 25 for 25% off. I went up again. Mm, wow. So if you're listening. And he's and- a, he's the one who makes these bags. So even though I'm the one who does the kind of marketing and behind the scenes of it, I was not going to, you know, do that. So that's that's a really, really good <laughs> gift from, from the artist, the, you know, man of the hour himself. So podcast 25% off. So the code Set is. On a bespoke dot com. The, the code is podcast 25 and that's s-e-r-n-a-b-e-s-p-o-k-e dot com dot com all right well that great sponsor (laughs) (laughs) of course um well i'm glad that you could get your business out there get our business out there because that was a little bit more that he wanted to say that i was not aware of but again thank you so much for being here i hope you guys have had a wonderful day and if your day was not great, then I hope after this podcast, it is a little bit better. Thank you so much for seeking the new with me, Alexa. Have a great day. Bye-bye.